0: afternoon guys it's father day and mr costa episode number two so one of the, one of the, the themes that goes on at st john's is i make fun of father dave because of his office and the fact it really is not put together very well and um there's like hats hanging off the wall for no random reason and last week on the podcast he said what a good decorator he was And that that really did shock me. Now now he's sitting in my office where that's where we're we're doing this from. And he's talking about the things crooked on my wall. And as I'm looking around, he's actually right.
1: No, guys, every single thing that he has hung up on this wall, every poster, every image, it's all crooked. Even the guitar hanging on the wall is crooked. The rosary beads. He's got a hat hanging from the ceiling. I do. I do. And about I modeled three that years- after
0: St. Patrick's Cathedral. You know the, the red berettas that are hanging down? That's <laughs> a red Saint John's hat hanging from a barrel full of monkeys. That's been there since
1: twenty fourteen. And you got like four year old soda sitting on your shelf.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's <sighs> nice.
0: So welcome everybody. Uh, so today is the, uh, the day we're recording. This is the feast of the Immaculate Conception, a beautiful feast mm-hmm. day in the life of the Church. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about Mary, but but first I, I do have a question for Father Dave. Uh, we're we're both baseball fans. Um, DH in the National League, happy about it? No, they haven't said it's going to happen yet, but it no. very well may. Are you, are you looking forward to seeing that?
1: I am. I like. I'm a purist when it comes to baseball. Mm-hmm. I I miss bunting over runners yeah. you know situational hitting the
0: double switch the double sw- the yeah, out. yeah
1: like that that's old school baseball yeah i'm not a fan of the dh and the, and the nl
0: and this is where i feel a little bit different from how i normally feel because i'm usually with you on that and i think being a met fan we haven't we haven't had a lot of nice things in the past no we 50 haven't had years. a lot of
1: things no. go well for us at all
0: no and and we have a lineup that would do very well with the dh with the dh you yes know? so but we
1: know this though mm-hmm. we do recognize as met fans anything and everything could go wrong so this star-studded lineup that could put out yep. a million runs the richest owner in baseball right yeah. we will get somebody who will you know twist an ankle be done for Two years we will get a guy who slides into second and breaks his wrist. yeah yep. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen.
0: We we do get we do get the 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 strangest the strangest injuries. But um well let's just hope there's baseball in general,
1: right? I, let's I see know. let's
0: see how it comes out.
1: But baseball on the radio mm-hmm. outside Howie Rose. Howie Rose. Yeah, you can put it in the books.
0: Yep. It's a great ending. Looking looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, We hope everybody is doing well. Thank you for those of you who um, listened last week. We're trying to we're trying to build this. We got some 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 pretty good feedback. But again, just like we said last week, uh, the more you could tell us what you like and don't like. And even if you want to tell us, like, just stop doing it, guys. Like, please, I've listened twice. Please just stop talking. (laughs) It's fine.
1: Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, you don't even have to turn on to the link. Mm -hmm. So we could just talk here to really the universe. That's true. And there no, probably is nobody no, listening gonna, no, to us. No, no, we're entertaining ourselves right now.
0: Uh, and there's a lot of truth to that. We, we wanted to talk a little bit about Mary today. Um, the, the, as I as mentioned, the, the, the patron <clears throat> um, uh, of the United States. Mm-hmm. So a beautiful feast day. Yeah. And I says, you know what I learned? You probably knew this. I did not realize until recently, not all holy days are the same around the world. So, for instance, when mm-hmm. we were doing our Peru mission trips, I think it's, please, nobody look this up because I might be wrong, but I think it's June 25th is the Feast of St. Peter and Paul. That's a holy day in Peru. The whole country closes, but not for us.
1: That I and, did not in And know.
0: Immaculate Conception the other way. In some places, I think in Peru, as a matter of fact, it's not. Um, and I'm sure I'm using Peru only because we had been there a lot. There are other countries similar. I did not know that.
1: Mm, that something like that I, I wouldn't know. But, like, some of the... Some of the big, uh, I've been honored to go to and uh, blessed to go to some of the really holy sites and make pilgrimages mm-hmm. uh, in some of the other places in the world, being in Rome or being in the Holy Land. Uh, the one thing I love when you get to celebrate Mass or going to attend Mass, you can use the readings of the day. Yeah. For that site. So when we went to the feast, of, when we went to Mount Tabor mm-hmm. uh, to see where our Lord was transfigured mm-hmm. uh, in the Gospels, it doesn't matter what day of the year it is, um, and we celebrate the, the Feast of the Transfiguration in August. Mm-hmm. If you go there in December to you Israel, do it. you celebrate that feast day at that mountain.
0: That be chilling.
1: Love it. Oh. Wow. Oh, it's so great.
0: Yeah, I'd like to get to that whole area one day. Yeah. You've been to Lourdes, correct? Yeah. Right, so that's a special day today because Very. when when St. Bernadette, when they were all questioning her and saying, "Well, you didn't really see Mary, you're crazy, you're a little kid." They asked her who, well, you know, what did what did Mary say? And she said, "I am the Immaculate Conception." And at that point, nobody even knew what that meant. Right? That wasn't a thing yet.
1: Right. They were discussing that in Rome mm-hmm. in the mid-18th century. Yeah. So word would have not gotten out to this poor, and I mean very oh, poor, out-of-the-way, destitute town uh, that this 16-year-old girl uh, was talking about. Because she was highly uneducated, had very little or no education at all. Her
0: parents lived in a former prison just because there was like a roof over their heads. Yeah.
1: So for her to say that was just ground shaking to the Monsignor who was living and the Bishop who was living in that area great place that was such a
0: Uh, can you speak about that because it's a place i've always wanted to visit and only recently have i wanted to visit it this has kind of been a new awakening in my own spiritual journey so what was that like and it must have been absolutely different than it was um when when she was having those those uh, when mary came to see her right definitely backwater
1: definitely well just to give you the backdrop to that so there were certain things about me i i love to take a chance and a gamble on certain things, but for the most part, I will keep things very conservative and, and sometimes fear will hinder me from doing a lot of things. I don't like traveling internationally. Uh, I don't really uh, like getting on airplanes. I I don't like traveling in, uh, groups of people that I do not know. And uh, I don't like praying in large groups.
0: So pretty much World Youth Day for you in 2021, you're not going.
1: It's gonna be, it's gonna be very difficult. Okay. So I was given the opportunity to go there for free. Somebody sponsored me uh, to go. I had no idea that this was happening. It was a total gift. I was to this day, I'm very grateful. But I had to make my decision in like two weeks. And so I said yes to everything. I didn't know one person that was going to be traveling with me. I was getting on an airplane. I was going to France. And I just knew that the blessed mother wanted it. And she knew that if she presented it to me and blitzed me with it, I wouldn't hesitate. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was probably one of the, probably one of the, if not the biggest blessings of my life. And I know this sounds very, uh, pious, and I don't mean it to be and i've heard so many pious old ladies say oh when when you're there you can feel the blessed mother's presence and matter of fact i was with these pious old ladies and mm-hmm. we're standing in the courtyard of lords where the blessed mother had appeared and all of the old ladies had come up to me and said oh father dave can't you just feel the blessed mother's presence and this is when we had first gotten there Mm -hmm. and i said i don't feel anything (laughs) well
0: i'm tired i'm thirsty i'm I'm tired i'm thirsty i'm hungry
1: and i want to go to bed right and by the end of the trip i was sobbing in the middle of that same courtyard Mm -hmm. because i felt her presence every day from that point that's amazing and it's it's a a feeling that you cannot express And, and i think people
0: who haven't had any type of I don't want to call it a mystical experience, but any type of uh, experience where there was something that was not provable, right? Would look right. at you like you're crazy. Like you're yeah. feeling it because you want to feel it. Right. You know, you're making this happen to yourself.
1: Right. You know? and, and that's what I found so beautiful about Lords. Like if you're a skeptic, all you have to do is go there and they have doctors who are complete atheists on site. They have a whole entire library filled with all of these miracles that are documented by complete atheists throughout the the 150 200 years now mm-hmm. or almost 230 200, 200, 200, years 200, yeah. uh, that it's been opened and here's the other thing too is that there's so much peace and there are people from all over the world and now i have a terrible command of spanish
0: Which is good because
1: you're in France. Which I was in France. However, we were on the Spanish border. Oh. So, so many Europeans in that area know three, four different languages. And their Spanish might just be, the Frenchman's Spanish might be just as bad as my Spanish. Mm -hmm. However, we were communicating in languages that we tried to piece together. And everybody was able to understand, at least on some level, Mm -hmm. what the other was trying to communicate. Yeah. And you i made a friend i was making friends with people that i i could barely communicate with but like we were just laughing and and joy filled i was like this has got to be heaven yeah where you you people will speak their own languages mm-hmm. and the gift of tongues will just take over and that's and what the, i was thinking of yeah, yeah. It was it was like a taste, a foretaste of heaven.
0: When when people go there, what would they see? Like what were some of your experiences of, of the happenings of the Lord? Like when if you you know, yeah. I'm booking a flight to Lord's for the day. What am I going to see when I get there?
1: Sure. Well, there is no direct flight, mm-hmm. so you that uh, we had to take a main flight to, to I think Paris, and then it was a connecting flight because I think it was a seven hour car car drive uh from paris it was a uh, lords is on the southern tip uh so we still had a sm- like a connecting flight that was a couple of hours and then we had like a 45 minute bus ride through the countryside which was gorgeous mm-hmm. and then you're right there on the 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 uh, the mountains that separate spain and france mm-hmm. uh but everybody wants to go right to the grotto yeah And uh, once you're in the grotto, everybody's silent because they're just in awe and they're just praying. Mm -hmm. It was, there's, you could, there could have been hundreds of thousands of people there. And yet when you were in the grotto, you could feel completely alone, which was just mind blowing.
0: I think the the gift of that that whole story how, we, how it's been handed to us and and how it's been developed is is so capturing and you know 2020 has told us no to a lot of things mm-hmm. one of the things that you and i were talking about in in the spring before the the shutdown and everything was trying to do more pilgrimages and i think yeah. we were even talking about lords so yeah. you know we don't I know which so. way the world's going to be but how awesome would that be to To do a a school trip at some point there, and and I think when things get back to normal,
1: I completely agree with you. And I think that for a kid who might be wrestling with with some of the doctrines of the faith, uh, or just needs to have a a profound spiritual experience, Mm -hmm. I think it's a I think it's a moment where the Blessed Mother just gently will take uh, take that child student by the hand or put our her, her mantle of love around them mm-hmm. and give them an experience that they'll never forget you know yeah um because i know you and i are on the same page here <clears throat> we will try to create uh an atmosphere or we'll sell we'll, we'll sell a billing like we're going to the city for this retreat mm-hmm. we'll sell the city in order to give them a spiritual experience absolutely it's we don't even have to sell france That's i mean true. We, we just say come to lords with us yeah. mama's gonna take care of the yeah. rest yeah you know
0: one of, one of my favorite parts of the whole saint bernadette story was that after this all had happened and and she and i i wasn't prepared to talk about lords today so i don't have the quote readily available but she she's trying to describe herself after the visit by mary and she was well-known at this point. And she said, I just want to be a broom that's used for God's purposes and then put behind the door, mm. you know, like not like the, the focus should never be on me. Yeah. But I, I when when, she, when this was all done and she just wanted to be a nun, right? She wanted to be able yeah. to devote her life to, to, to Christ. She didn't want any <laughs> fame or, or fortune or anything. And so she went to the convent and they said to her, well, what skills do you have? She said, I don't know. She said, well, can you cook? No, can you sew? No, can you clean? Not really. But well, you have no skills. I don't. I don't think you can be here. And and, and uh, the humility of this young girl must have been like, yeah, I'm sorry, but like Mary just
1: came to see me like, yeah, yeah. for something. She was knocking on my door, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's why Saint Bernadette's a saint, and I'm not.
1: You know? But the two things that I that I really learned and loved, and have been holding on to that. Um, since I had gone to Lords first, I found out that St. Bernadette was a short little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she was not a tall, uh, kid at all. And she was feisty. Oh, I didn't know. That. I heard the, the way that they had described her in Lloyd's was that she had an undefeatable spirit. Cool. And so when, when people would say, oh, so, you know, uh, when they would pose an argument against her she just dug her feet her Mm -hmm. tiny feet in the ground and just said no this is what mom said and this is what you need to do and she said well maybe you heard it this way no i'll tell you exactly how i heard it Mm -hmm. uh so i love that, that i learned about that that i didn't know and the other thing was when we see the image of the immaculate conception she's got her hands folded yeah and she's got this pious look but Bernadette was upset with that that artistic oh, depiction. That. You, there's a there's
0: a, a rendering that in the chapel right now. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, which is completely not the way that the Blessed Mother had appeared to her. Oh. Apparently, the 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 people in that region in France at that time were smaller in stature. She showed up smaller in in stature, right? Wow, uh, where. She appeared to Bernadette on her level, so she was like eye contact. Interesting. She did not seem as physically impose, imposing to Bernadette. Yeah, Bernadette because the way they company. do it
0: now, it's almost like they're <laughs> Mary's looking down at her, like the gaze is looking well, the, down, was, but from like a higher place. Yeah,
1: she was in a higher place, mm-hmm. but she was not. She was not any taller than the people in that region. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So. Let's just say, for argument's sake, in that little hole in the grotto, where when you when you look at an image of lords, where our Blessed Mother appeared, she described perfectly to the artists because they wanted to put that statue there, of what the Blessed Mother looked like, and she she gave them everything she to the nines of how she was presented, how the Blessed Mother presented herself to her. She said she was no taller than five foot. They made a statue six foot tall wow so when they tried to fit it in that hole they had to actually cut the base off of the wait, statue wait. because they didn't listen to bernadette wow the other thing was too and bernadette had vocalized this she's like that's not how the blessed mother appeared to me she was smiling okay she had her hands open and like and ready to receive it she said her her joy was just permeated through her smile mm-hmm. she's like that's not how the blessed mother appeared to be like piously holding her hands and in deep contemplation. Yeah. She was filled with great joy.
0: That, that's such an interesting point because last week we were talking a little bit about, you know, religious art. We were talking about nativity sets, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, And how, as it appears to us forms our religious understanding so much. And, and I, and I think if the image of Mary with her arms, welcome with a big smile on her face, was, was out there more, I think we would feel um, yeah. a better ability to, to go to her, right?
1: I've been trying to find this image. Yeah. I cannot find it. Yeah. I, I'm trying so hard to find the Blessed Mother smiling with her arms open up like that. But it's not meant to be found right now, at least for me. That's so I'm going to keep searching. Yeah. yeah, But that's why I have you, because You'll you're always it. smiling. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> always. <laughs> you are the statement of joy.
0: I um, yeah, dripping with sarcasm, <laughs> and he's he, he's not incorrect either. So, I also had a, 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 the way I would un- understand Mary, and and we were talking last week about our upbringing upbringings a, a little bit. Um, I had a very Christocentric upbringing, mm-hmm. right? So my family, it was always our Lord and you know, devotion to Jesus, certainly fine, nothing wrong. And it wasn't an exclusion of Mary, but you know, other than what most people knew about her, I, I would, no, but certainly no, no relationship or, or devotion. Um, until just as I got older and, and felt like I'd see people. And, and one of the cool things about the job of campus ministers is you, when, when we live in this world um, and interact with the other adults who do our job. You, you get to be around some really amazing people, yeah. you know, especially those who we <clears throat> will frequent in the high schools, you know, the people mm-hmm. who have our jobs in the other schools, just phenomenal people. Um, and, and I love to get together with them because I think our jobs are so unique. It's just awesome to talk to someone that can relate to it, you know? Yeah, that is always nice. Know, and I, I picked up so much from them over the years and, and started to develop this. I, I I, I really want to have a deeper relationship. So I guess around 2018, the, the information about World Youth Day in 2019 was coming out. It was going to be in Panama. And I had heard many stories about World Youth Day, and they were positive, like people coming back transformed, no doubt. And again, in this group of people that we, we hang with, uh, many of them had been to World Youth Day. Um, but I just I wasn't super psyched for it. Now, I don't have the traveling problem that you have, like the flights are fine. Um I but I wasn't overly psyched about bringing and being responsible for students um among that many people Now we had been going to Peru for years and that <clears throat> yeah. even got me unnerved at times but I you know we had we had, had that down and you and, unnerved yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> I just I just didn't show it so when when the idea of Panama came up, I, I didn't really know much about Panama so we did some research and spoke to some people who who had lived there and I was becoming more more comfortable with the idea. Okay, maybe I would lead the trip, because there was also a void there. There was no one else to lead the trip, and we didn't want to deprive the students of that possibility. So when the information came out, it was the theme of of World Youth Day was from Luke one thirty eight. It's Mary's fiat. It's Mary's yes. You know, do with me according to your your will. Mm. And I kind of took that personally. And I said, all right, I have to like, I have to man up. I got to do this, you know, but it was with still trepidation,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and yep. I really don't like large crowds. Even
0: we take, when we take students in New York City, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not walking around nervous all the time, but you know, you, you were with us last year. We take taking kids. You're always watching out. You're always trying to be
1: two steps ahead of them. Hold on. We got to stop this right now. And he's laughing because he knows exactly what I'm going to say. But right before COVID hit gang. All right. We had, now this is my first year in the high school. We had taken the seniors to Fire Island. We had taken the freshmen to Connectquat State Park. And we had taken the juniors to the city. Well, on the retreats in the woods with the freshmen at Connecquat State Park and in Manhattan, right, with the junior class. Do you know how many times Costa would just start? I said, Costa, where are we going? Okay, I'm just gonna start, I'm gonna start taking a group this way. And he would take off and he would speed walk. And before I know it, I'm left with, like, the rest of the group of kids, three quarters of them, and no Costa. And I have no idea where I'm going. And I'm in the city. And I'm in charge now of minors.
0: And then I get annoyed. Where's Father Dave?
1: Yeah, where's Father Dave? I don't know, because he left me three blocks away. (laughs) I do walk fast. Anyway, continue your story.
0: So anyway, there's, there's a great concern when, when you're with students. You always want to try to see it as they're seeing it, figure out what they could do wrong and prevent that from happening. And they're awesome. Like we've never, ever had a problem. No, but it's because we, we try really hard to keep them safe. And um, so I, I finally said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the Panama thing. I'm going to learn to overcome this. And I really started this in almost a year leading up to it, trying to open myself to Mary to say, lead me here. Cause I really feel very unsure about it, Mm. you know, and just kind of that it's that surrenders hard, no matter where we are in surrender, whether it's to another person, whether it's to God or the Samaria, that's, that's hard. Like that's a vulnerability there, you know? And um, so, and I remember the the first moment I had where I think this is gonna be okay. And we we got, I think we took like a 4 a.m. flight. So we're tired. We've been doing overnight flights for years and they're tiring. And we get down there, it's January, and um it's hot and humid, which we're expecting, you know, not complaining about that. We well, there's a group about 90 of us, not all from the school. We're traveling with the diocese. So we get to this hotel and um we the lobby was tiny. And I know me, like I've been around me for a long time now, and I know <laughs> I know the triggers.
1: I would and, hope you'd be around yourself for a yes, long time.
0: <laughs> and and one of The things that triggers me to get me a little bit anxious are, 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 the, are the large crowds and apparently confusion, right? Mm-hmm. And we got to Saltdale, there was confusion, and so I, I kind of went up to as you know, first we couldn't even get into the lobby and they were trying to get everybody to get their rooms and, and whatnot. And we had the kids with us, thank god, you know, we had another chaperone, Miss Lumen was with us, and um, we we're making sure they got their rooms. And I remember being at the front desk, like a very specific moment. And, and with uh, our, our, the diocesan youth minister, Nolan Reynolds was, was next to me. And like people were coming back down. They had gone to the rooms, they're coming back down and saying people are in them. And this was the point I would have normally have lost it. Nothing verbally or no one was seen, but I would have like lost faith. Mm. And, and I just felt all right. this is going to be okay. Like, and it was that, it was that strength of, Looking back now, I'm not sure I realized that at the time, at the time, I realized I I believed it was an answer to prayer for Mary. Looking back, thinking all that she had seen in her life, like this was nothing. Like, you know, (laughs) Costa, you can do this. (laughs) Hang in there, buddy. Right. But I'm thinking like the kids get their rooms. It was beautiful. The weather was gorgeous there. And it was, uh, I said, I had my sleeping bag with me because we were going to sleep out one night at the the airport for the vigil. So I had to sleep. I said, I'll sleep on the street. It'll be fine. That never happened. We got our rooms and, and everything worked out fine, and that's the way the whole week went. Uh, we were down there for about a week, and we we, we when we were going to the vigil, um, it was a long walk. Um, we took the subway for a little bit. The people of Panama could not have been nicer. Mm-hmm. It was of all the experiences I've had here at St. John's, all the trips I've been if I had to do one again and not do the others, Panama hands down. Really, it, it would be going back. Yeah.
1: Well, I wasn't able to give them the memo about you. I couldn't pre-warn them
0: that. Yeah. But so thank God they, <laughs> thank God they let me in. But we we got to the um, we the, this day of the long walk and we're carrying off food with us. And we we're going to be back to the hotel for really 24 hours. We were about out um, and it was hot like it was hot in the 90s every day in humid. And this is the one day it was cloudy, you know, where we had mm. a little bit of cloud cover. And we got to the part that I was most nervous about and we all put our sleeping bags down on the ground. And, um, it was just fun. Just kind of hanging out with people, talking with people because there was nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. And that night, uh, the night before, I don't know if the Pope was there Saturday night. he definitely came on Sunday and I terrible. I can't remember, but they were, um, they were doing the rosary and I just kind of, fell asleep to the rosary Mm -hmm. it was absolutely beautiful and it was something i never thought i would ever be able to do Mm -hmm. and i really you know i'm so thankful that i got pushed uh, maybe a little by mary maybe by another force that i'm not aware of Mm -hmm. jesus perhaps but but to be able to to experience that was amazing yeah you know and then um we we were woken up the next morning by a very loud announcement hola chicos y chicas (laughs) buenos dias (laughs) And I remember I was saying not nice words in my head, <laughs> I was sound
1: asleep. If thoughts could kill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but the, uh, but the Pope came and it all turned out great. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's nice to kind of think about these thoughts, um, today of, of all days.
1: You know? Yeah. And you, it's days like this. I, I mean, as Catholics, right. I, I love it because it kind of gets the, it kind of gets the, the spiritual Catholic juices flowing. It's. It's a beautiful day in the midst of a a season of preparation uh, where we can kind of just take a step back and let's just celebrate. Yeah. Let's just celebrate what a beautiful gift we have in our mother, you know.
0: And you were talking a little bit before we started to record about. Yeah, this whole entire topic is completely.
1: Yeah, no, this is Costa going, he's saying, hey, just follow me, kid.
0: (laughs) Which is scary because most of the time I'm not really sure I'm going. (laughs) But, but you were saying so eloquently before about even the, the idea of, of all years that we need hope, you know? And Yeah. Yeah. You know, today, is it's so amazing that the vaccine is going to start to be distributed. It was distributed today in England. It's going to be here hopefully next week. You oh, really? Know, there's there's reason for hope. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're...
1: Yeah. And she, you know, just spiritually, like she is, like this moment today that we celebrate is, is the very in breaking of God's grace, like saying the ball is rolling now. It all changes, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, like salvation history from this point forward will be different. You know, the world as we know it is going to change.
0: Yeah, that's really sad. And that's really even 2000 years later from that, from that revelation. And, and, and like, that's really the, the the change of our salvation history, even when you say it, it's so jarring. Yeah. You know, even though we've lived it, we've grown up like that.
1: Yeah. 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 And the one thing too, like that I kind of often, I have been thinking about often within the last year is the Blessed Mother's experience of life on earth. Now here is somebody who's living a perfect life. Who is full of grace, right? Yeah. Who then gives birth to the Lord, raises him up in the midst of a fallen and broken world. Uh, th- so the the te- temptations and the allurements are all there. She sees all of the brokenness mm-hmm. on a whole different level than we do. Yeah like not even she Adam, identifies
0: it quicker than we would. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like n- not even Adam and Eve lived like that because things were perfect and then things were not perfect. Yeah. You know like everything was there and then everything wasn't. Like mm-hmm. grace, <laughs> heaven, they were living in heaven and then they're in the midst of brokenness. Yeah. And dealing with guilt and shame. She doesn't she doesn't experience the guilt and shame firsthand. She experiences it through the lives of the people around her yeah, and the fallout of sin. So to see how, I, I just reflect on how her heart must have been breaking for the people around her.
0: Yeah, because she knew the better way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I was not gonna mention this because you could look it up yourself, but I, I was watching a, a video by Father Mike Schmitz. And if you're not familiar with him, he um, is a campus He's minister. Excellent sorry?
1: He's excellent. Yeah, he really is.
0: And um, he was watching a video this morning, as a matter of fact, and he was wondering what, because of the Immaculate Conception and the fact that she could see the world clearer than we could, was she lonely in the sense that she was always taking the correct path to god and if for any of us who have ever tried to do the right thing and i think this is where his message for young people is awesome that if you've ever tried to do the right thing you sometimes feel lonely yeah you know whether it's Mm -hmm. a religious thing like I, i really i want to go to mass uh, but my friends don't want to go, or sometimes it's family, right? We have students that are bringing their families, mm-hmm. you know, that's a lonely feeling. It could be making a good decision at, you know, going to a party, like maybe resisting going to a party right. and and being, you know, ostracized. One of the Sisters of Life, Sister Bethany Madonna was here and spoke about how that really was the thing that um, when she made a decision not to go to a party, and it's, it sounds so trite, you right. know, but it, yeah. it happens. It yeah. happens all the time. And she uh, lost her friends, so I, I think the the point is we can all relate to that loneliness we felt at times when yeah. we've wanted to do the right thing and have done the right thing, but felt nobody was with us was with us. So, what would that have been like for her too, who saw so yeah. clearly, as you were saying, like mm. the downfall, the downfall, the decisions that people were making that she saw clearly were the bad decisions. Yeah, but you know, we we have free will, and she had free will too. Yeah.
1: But I think that, and I think that's why we have so much hope in this in this beautiful feast day, yeah. because she knows that if she knows that brokenness, she she saw firsthand on on Calvary, what that cost to mm-hmm. redeem that. Yeah. Uh, she, I truly believe, and there's nowhere in the scriptures that can that can back this up. This is my own personal belief. I do believe that the first person that our Lord revealed himself to in the resurrection was her Mm -hmm. um, before he revealed himself to Mary Magdalene. Um, And she has an experience of the resurrection that nobody else has, but she wants to share that with us. And I think today's a very important day because she wants us to experience what she lived on this earth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just as any parent wants their child to experience joy. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. uh, One of my professors in the seminary had uh, had said that uh, he related the Immaculate Conception to winning the lottery, Mm -hmm. and I was very confused. So I said, "How do you do? Like, where is your connection with this? Like, please relate it." And he had said, "Well, think about it. When when you're given a gift like that, you get more joy." In sharing it with oh, others,
0: absolutely.
1: when you hoard it for yourself, it's not fun. Yeah. And he said, when you have the gift of winning the lottery, and then you get to see people's expressions when they don't expect that, mm-hmm. you know, generous donation when you know or gift, yeah. they're so excited and overwhelmed that they get to share in your joy that you have received, and there's more joy going around. He said, well, that's what the Immaculate Conception's about. Yeah. And when she gets to help us lead a life of grace that she wants us to receive that too. So it is your duty from this point forward, if you were to win the lottery, that you would have to give me some of well, it.
0: Well, I, I do think it's time we wrapped up. Um, hmm. But I, I, since you are talking about gifts, um, if you remember last year, I, I did get you something for Christmas. And I'm, I've been looking into my desk. I don't, I don't see anything <laughs> here. And since the joy of giving is in the giver, I want you to be able to experience that joy this year. That's that's how much I care for you. I want you to be able to give me something nice.
1: If you could only see the grin on his face right now, I like to believe that the gift that I have given him my this year and a half is my presence.
0: And you could believe whatever you would like.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for uh, well listening to us kind of talk ramble about our moment. Yeah, ramble about our. One of the greatest loves in our life. Yeah, absolutely. Our bless him. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for tuning God in. bless, guys. Take care. Bye.